It's time for Story Circle Theater, where some of our favorite people read some of our favorite stories. This week, Jack Ward is back with another tale from Oscar Wilde. This time, it's The Nightingale and the Rose, where a nightingale tries to help a young student impress his love. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Nightingale and the Rose. The Nightingale and the Rose by Oscar Wilde She said that she would dance with me if I brought her red roses, cried the young student. But in all my garden there is no red rose. From her nest in the home oak tree the nightingale heard him, and she looked out through the leaves and wondered. No red rose in all my garden, he cried, and his beautiful eyes filled with tears. Here at last is a true lover, said the nightingale. Passion has made his face like a pale ivory, and sorrow has set her seal upon his brow. The prince gives a ball tomorrow night, murmured the young student, and my love will be of the company. If I bring her a red rose, she will dance with me till dawn. But there is no red rose in my garden, so I shall sit lonely, and she will pass me by. Here indeed is the true lover, said the nightingale. Surely love is a wonderful thing. It is more precious than emeralds and dearer than fine opals. It may not be purchased of the merchants, nor can it be weighed out in the balance for gold. The musicians will sit in their gallery, said the young student, and my love will dance to the sound of the harp and the violin, but with me she will not dance, for I have no red rose to give her. And he flung himself down on the grass and buried his face in his hands and wept. Why is he weeping? asked the little green lizard as he ran past with his tail in the air. Why indeed, said a butterfly who was fluttering about after a sunbeam. He is weeping for a red rose, said the nightingale. For a red rose, they cried. How very ridiculous. But the nightingale understood the secret of the student's sorrow. And she sat silent in the oak tree and thought about the mystery of love. Suddenly she spread her brown wings for flight and soared into the air. In the center of the grass plot was standing a beautiful rose tree, and when she saw it, she flew over to it and lit upon a spray. Give me a red rose, she cried, and I will sing you my sweetest song. But the tree shook his head. My roses are white, he answered. But go to my brother who grows round the old sundial, and perhaps he will give you what you want. So the nightingale flew over to the rose tree that was growing round the old sundial. Give me a red rose, she cried, and I will sing you my sweetest song. But the tree shook its head. My roses are yellow, he answered. Oh, but go to my brother who grows beneath the student's window, and perhaps he will give you what you want. So the nightingale flew over to the rose tree that was growing beneath the student's window. Give me a red rose, she cried, and I will sing you my sweetest song. But the tree shook his head. My roses are red, but the winter has chilled my veins, and the frost has nipped my buds, and I shall have no roses at all this year. One red rose is all I want, cried the nightingale. Only one red rose? Is there no way by which I can get it? There is a way, answered the tree, but it is so terrible that I dare not tell it to you. Tell it to me, said the nightingale. I am not afraid. 
If you want a red rose, said the tree, you must build it out of music by moonlight and stain it with your own heart's blood. You must sing to me with your breast against a thorn. All night long you must sing to me, and the thorn must pierce your heart, and your life-blood must flow into my veins and become mine. Death is a great price to pay for a red rose, cried the nightingale, and life is very dear to all, yet love is better than life. And what is the heart of a bird compared to the heart of a man? So she spread her brown wings for flight and soared into the air. The young student was still lying on the grass, and the tears were not yet dry in his beautiful eyes. Be happy, cried the nightingale. Be happy, you shall have your red rose. The student looked up from the grass and listened, but he could not understand what the nightingale was saying to him, for he only knew the things that were written down in books. But the oak tree understood and felt sad, for he was very fond of the little nightingale who had built her nest in his branches. Sing me one last song, he whispered. I shall feel lonely when you are gone, so the nightingale sang to the oak tree, and her voice was like water bubbling from a silver jar. When she had finished her song, the student got up, and he went into his room and lay down on his little pallet bed and began to think of his love, and after a time he fell asleep. And when the moon shone in the heavens, the nightingale flew to the rose tree and set her breast against the thorn. All night long she sang, and the thorn went deeper and deeper into her breast, and her life-blood ebbed away from her. And on the topmost spray of the rose tree there blossomed a marvelous rose, petal following petal, as song followed song. Pale was it at first, but the tree cried to the nightingale to press closer against the thorn, Press closer, little nightingale, cried the tree, or the day will come before the rose is finished. So the nightingale pressed closer against the thorn, and louder and louder grew her song, and a delicate flush of pink came into the leaves of the rose. But the thorn had not yet reached her heart, so the rose's heart remained white. And the tree cried to the nightingale to press closer against the thorn. Press closer, little nightingale, cried the tree, or the day will come before the rose is finished. So the nightingale pressed closer against the thorn, and the thorn touched her heart, and a fierce pang of pain shot through her. Bitter, bitter was the pain, and wilder, and wilder grew her song. And the marvelous rose became crimson, like the rose of an eastern sky. Crimson was the girdle of petals, and crimson was the ruby. And the marvelous rose became crimson, like the rose of an eastern sky. Crimson was the girdle of petals, and crimson as a ruby was the heart. But the nightingale's voice grew fainter, and her little wings began to beat and a film came over her eyes. Then she gave one last burst of music. The red rose heard it and trembled all over with ecstasy and opened its petals to the cold morning air. Look, look, cried the tree. The rose is finished now. But the nightingale made no answer, for she was lying dead in the long grass with the thorn in her heart. And at noon the student opened his window and looked out. Why? 
What a wonderful piece of luck, he cried. Here is a red rose. I've never seen any rose like it in all my life. And he leaned down and plucked it. Then he put on his hat and ran up to the professor's house with the rose in his hand. The daughter of the professor was sitting in the doorway winding blue silk on a reel. You said that you would dance with me if I brought you a red rose, cried the student. Here is the reddest rose in all the world. But the girl frowned. I'm afraid it will not go with my dress, she answered. And besides, the Chamberlain's nephew has sent me some real jewels, and everybody knows that jewels cost far more than flowers. Well, upon my word, you are very ungrateful, said the student angrily, and he threw the rose into the street where it fell into the gutter, and a cartwheel went over it. Ungrateful, said the girl. I'll tell you what, you are very rude, and after all, who are you, only a student? And she got up from her chair and went into the house. What a silly thing love is, said the student as he walked away. It's not half as useful as logic, for it does not prove anything. And it is always telling one of things that are not going to happen and making one believe things that are not true. I shall go back to philosophy and study metaphysics. So he returned to his room, and he pulled out a great dusty book and began to read. hope you've enjoyed Oscar Wilde's classic The Nightingale and the Rose, read to you by our own Jack Ward. Next time on Story Circle Theatre, we welcome our friend Peter McGurk, who's going to share with us an old Irish folktale called A Legend of Knockmany, as told by William Carlton. So until then, we'll see you back here at Story Circle Theatre. Audio Groove Cats. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.